Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Small details are big surfaces. Tight corners are odd shapes. Flat, rounded, textured, or tall. Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1. Only from Rust-Oleum. This Mother's Day, celebrate the extraordinary women in your life with a heartfelt gift from Blue Nile. Whether it's for your mom, a mother figure, or yourself as a mom, find that perfect piece to express your love and appreciation. Explore Blue Nile's exquisite pearls and mesmerizing gemstones that she's sure to love. Enjoy fast shipping options like guaranteed free shipping and returns. Make this Mother's Day unforgettable with a piece from Blue Nile. Right now, get up to 50% off at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Hi there, you're listening to High Performance with Jake Humphrey and Professor Damien Hughes. And this is us looking ahead to the Rugby World Cup, which starts today in France. And we, you know, we both feel really lucky, right, to be involved in high performance, Damien. I think one of the things that makes us feel like that the most is that we see and hear things from elite people in sport that you just normally would never get access to. And actually in the rugby world, that rings true, doesn't it? We've had some unreal conversations the last few years. Yeah, we've had a real privilege to be able to go into the training grounds, to be able to have access to the dressing rooms and to hear the innermost thoughts of some of the greatest people that have ever been involved in the sport and to understand a little bit about not just what they did, but why and how they went about doing it. It's been a real privilege. And you might love this podcast because you like hearing from actors or comedians or entrepreneurs or megastars in the world of entertainment, right? So don't immediately think, oh, a rugby episode, I'm going to switch off. Because the truth is, we're about to play a few clips from some of the greatest names who've had some of the most fascinating insights to offer us. And none of it actually is about rugby. All of it is about life and culture and human beings and connection. Yeah, there's a great example of it when we interviewed Rob Baxter, the Exeter Chiefs head coach, when he spoke around that question that has defined his coaching career of, would I be happy for my son to be coached by me? And in his first few years, he said, well, the answer is no. And that forced him to do some serious self-reflection and decide what he could do better to create an environment where people can thrive and that's essentially what the conversations that we've had with some of these great names has been about how do you create a culture and an environment where everybody can act to their own potential and if we're talking about building a culture we have to start with a man who built the culture at England Rugby that delivered the Rugby World Cup in 2003 one of the most popular episodes we've ever brought you because this man talks about something called teamship and the nut i mean i still get daily people sending me messages about what sir clive woodward had to say to us so we'll talk about him in a moment but first this is what was said when sir clive woodward joined us on high performance the way i did basically did it was i have this saying that you know great teams made of great individuals 
I mean, I'll never underscore the, the importance of teamwork and working together as a team of people. But I think if there's a secret to teamwork, if you get every individual working at his or her optimum level and becoming world-class, the team stuff becomes a lot easier to do. And I've always had this vision of sort of, and it happened to me, being in charge of a team, you're looking around the room and you've got half the team would be in any, any team in the world. They're the best in the world. So the individual has got to take responsibility for their individual training. And this is what I've got across to the players, that if we want to be successful, yes, you've got to be this individual. You've got to become the best in the world, better than any other prop forward, second row, fly half in the, in the world. But also you've got to contribute to the team. If you're not, we're not going to win. You know, I still like bringing players here. Every single player would have come to a house, and, you know, just to sit down one-on-one, -on -one, meet Jane, meet the kids and get across to them. This is a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity here but I need it from you as well as me. You're going to get from buckets from me and the coaching team, but to be really successful, it's got to be a two-way two thing. And, and I think that's what we did. And, I, and I, you know, I, I can't praise that team high enough. Hugely talented players, but the, the real secret was led by Johnston, led by Delalio. You know, they got this. They did contribute. They, they weren't yes-men. They did question me, the other coaches, in a real, a real positive way. And that's the way you can develop a, a team of people. But you've got to do it one by one. You've got to persuade every individual that he's, I, I need you to be part of this. Or if, you, if you're not, I'd question you being in, the, in, the, in, this, in this team. Yeah, the, that phrase that he spoke about there, that great teams are made up of great individuals, is just such a powerful insight that we sometimes think that we have to sort of fuse ourselves to be part of a greater collective, that we have to dilute the person that we are and our own characteristics that make us unique. And what Clive offered us was the idea that actually you embrace people where they are on their terms, and then you get them to somehow understand how they can contribute to the wider picture. And I think that's really important that over the next six weeks, as we watch the World Cup, we're going to see some great individual talents. But it reminds me of that great quote that a great player is only somebody that makes the team better. And I think that's what Clive was really successful at doing in his seven years when he was the England head coach. We've also spoken to lots of players on high performance. Um, one of the greatest rugby players of all time. And for you listening to this in New Zealand, as soon as I say Dan Carter, I'm sure you have a big smile across your face. And actually... It, it relates to this point because sometimes you meet people and they're disappointing, right? When Dan Carter came on high performance and we've spoken to him twice, he is the epitome of a team player. I mean, I will never forget after we interviewed him on stage in London, sitting around, having a beer afterwards. He was just one of the team. He was cracking a few jokes, telling a few stories. He didn't want to rush off and disappear with his entourage. He didn't turn up with an entourage. It was him on his own. He left backstage and went into the auditorium and he met people that wanted an autograph or a signed picture. And I think you can look at them as little things or you can see that actually those are things he's learned throughout his rugby career because you don't get his success by being an individual. Yeah, he used that great phrase, Jay, didn't he, where he said about hot-dogging, the idea of getting high on your own supply or thinking that you're better than what you really are, how that in the culture at the All Blacks they'd quickly bring people back down to earth and make them remind them that this is a team sport. And Dan was a great example of when we when we did the event in Hackney, he was a team player. He wanted us all to walk away feeling that we'd enjoyed success. And if we listen to this clip of him talking about how no team had ever done two back-to-back -back World Cup victories, so post-2011, when they won it for the first time in 20-odd years, it, it took us into that team meeting where they decided how they were going to become the world's most dominant team. For us, we had an incredible vision in 2011 where we just won the World Cup 
and we wanted to be the most dominant team in the history of world rugby. Okay, so you've got a clear vision that the team's working towards. It's not actually a vision that you'll reach one day. You know, you, something you'll strive towards, you'll walk towards, but you'll never actually put the flag in the ground and go, yeah, we're the most dominant team in the history of world rugby. You know, that's for other people to to determine. And if you're in that conversation, you're doing something well. But then within the team purpose and vision, it's really important that every person has a personal purpose. What's their purpose? Why are they there? And how does that fit into the team purpose? So we used to spend a lot of time on sharing our personal purpose with our coaches, our management, so they knew exactly where you would fit in. And if someone wasn't fitting in, then it's one of the most difficult conversations you can have. But if you've got a, a culture of just beating around the bush and 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 not able to to confront your your teammates, um, so we had a really strong leadership group. And we would always be challenging the players. We're always challenging the coaches and, and vice versa. So you're in an environment where you can can stand up and, and have those really difficult conversations. And you, you're not doing it because it's a, it's a personal attack. You're doing it for the better of the team. So going back to your, your, your team vision, these conversations are happening because you care so much about the team. Okay, so... I'm having this conversation with you because what's best for the team. So all your decision making needs to to be around that. And you know, we, we had an environment where if guys were, we used to call it hot dogging. You know, if they were hot dogging a little bit too much, um, you know, and and it was it was actually something really lighthearted. You know, it was you know someone's hot dogging on social media. You know, you'd kind of put it up and. You know, before your team meetings, and okay, look, he's doing a, a shirtless, a shirtless photo. And even though that's fun and humorous, and guys would laugh, and you're taking the Mickey out of each other, there was an underlining fact. It was like, come on, let's you know, team first. So there was, there's a real, um, you know, a real thing in about making sure that you know the team comes first. I know that that's not an example of someone being a dicky. That's actually just a lighthearted way of saying, hey, come on, let's put the team first. So that's Dan Carter sharing with us what the All Blacks did to win back-to-back Rugby World Cups and very best of luck to all of our listeners in New Zealand over the next few weeks. But what about South Africa? What about the South Africa captain? What about the first black Springbok captain to lift the Rugby World Cup? Sia Khaleesi also joined us on High Performance. And the reason why I think this is really great after hearing from Dan Carter is that rugby... And all sport requires a team effort, but it requires a team effort where you need cultural architects. You need people who are going to drive the culture. You need followers and you need leaders. You can't all be leaders. And Seal Colisi was the epitome of a leader because he's the epitome of an empathetic human being. You know, what did someone say to you before we met him? He gives the best hugs of anyone I know. And actually, I think that that quote, sums up my feelings about Sia Colisi. We recorded this remotely and that's why the audio isn't as good as we would like. But you know what? I felt like I'd had a hug from Sia Colisi despite the fact that he was in South Africa and we were in the UK. Yeah, I remember coming off that call and saying to my wife that I feel I've just met a man that's playing a different game than the rest of us. This is a man that's going to go on and influence lives and generations and communities long beyond his rugby playing career because he's a man that just embodies decency, integrity and humility. And they were the cornerstones of the Springbok success back in 2019. Let's listen to him talk about representing all of South Africa. 
this is what the country that we come from. But all of these struggles and problems make us so much strong and we are not under pressure. We are actually privileged because we are playing. What we produce on that field can put a, a smile on someone's face. It can change the whole country's mood. If you think you're under pressure now, think about where you come from, how you didn't have food. It's only 80 minutes. You can change the narrative for the next kid who is in the same situation as you. But by you winning this, you can get all this luck people working with you and you can go back and change the narrative for the next couple of kids. So when he started speaking like that in the in, in that final game, it became far it became personal because for me personally for what I played for and then for us as a team when we were playing for South Africa, it wasn't about us anymore. It was about the country itself, the whole mood of the country. What could this win do for us? And when he was finished talking, I, I was I wasn't even thinking about losing then. It, it, to me it was game over. Now, you can argue that it's a bit twee, right? Because there will be people who are listening to this, some of whom are elite sports people, some of whom want to be, some of whom maybe once were. And a lot of them will think, no, 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 I did that for myself. I loved winning. I loved being successful. I loved the trappings of success. But there is a real truth to that, isn't there? That that togetherness is what can allow you to have your individual success. And we've spoken to players who never felt that togetherness. They never felt that they were part of something special. And the truth is that they didn't achieve what they wanted to in their national team's jersey. And they will be living now with a regret of of those times. Yeah. When I'm lucky enough to work with teams, one of the simple exercises I often get them to do is I divide it up into hard versus soft skills. So if we class hard skills as how fast you can run, how heavy the weights you can lift are, the speed of um, your getting to the gain line and back. They're the hard stuff. The soft stuff is confidence, communication, cohesion as a team unit. And I asked them to tell me, in the best teams I've been part of, what's the proportionality? And I've yet to meet a successful team that doesn't tell me about 30% of the success is the hard stuff, but 70% is the softer skills, the ability to feel that you connect, that you belong, that you're part of a wider group. And I think the next two interviews we're going to listen to, both the brilliant Danny Cipriani and Sam Burgess that came in from Rugby League to play for England Rugby Union, they told us really powerfully how when those softer skills are not taken care of effectively, the toxic impact it can have on both the individual and on the wider culture. You look at that England Rugby Union squad, the coaching staff especially, you know, Stuart Lancaster, after the World Cup, he got sacked or wherever he stood down, He's gone on to Leinster. He's been the Leinster head coach for six years. The last four years have been the most dominant team in the whole of Europe. Okay, so it's not like he's a. It wasn't a great coach. Andy Farrell, who was the assistant coach, he's now head coach of Ireland. They're currently number one in the world. Yeah. Uh, Graham Roundtree, um, he's at Monster, and they've improved outside in the last four years since he's been there. Uh, and Mike Cat is off being. To, that was our coaching staff the accomplished coaches have gone on into the next phase of their careers and gone on to be ultra successful, not just won a few games over here and there. Number one national team in the world yeah, yeah. at the moment. Leinster, number one team in, in, in Europe. Graham Roundtree's taken Munster to a different place and Mike Katz has been successful where he's been. It's like, so you you had accomplished people in, in leadership roles, but um, I just don't think the players are willing to pay the price to be successful and that's that's long i can sit here and say that now and 
if players from that environment had the courage and, and the honesty to come out and say it, then I think you'd hear it from a few more people. But, you know, I, I think a lot of them don't like to be honest with it because it was a failed year and it was it was easy for them to point a finger at a few different things, Yeah, you know, throughout the year. But, um, you know, I, I have, from that campaign, there's no, not one bit of regret for what I gave to my country to the team in those in those of course I made mistakes as as new to the game but someone sent me a funny stat the other day of when uh whilst playing for England rugby union um I was we were never behind on the scoreboard whilst I was on the field right never once except uh, we played against Australia at Twickenham I was on the bench they brought me on with 15 minutes to go and we were losing that's the only time I was ever behind on the scoreboard I feel as a culture, English culture, I feel as a sporting country, um, I, f I believe we're behind the eight ball. I believe we're behind it. We don't, the way we speak about each other um, in the media and so on, uh, as I mentioned, I don't think it allows us to fully get into our authentic selves because we're all trying to be a type of way because we don't want people to know the truth because the truth is terrible. No, it's not. Everyone goes through the same things. It's just a different spotlight. It's a different version. You know, everyone's got something you can learn from everyone. Everyone can be relatable. Everyone has those emotions. And, you know, I, I hope that that's something that can get changed and it can do. And I see somewhere like America where I feel their athletes get to own their own narrative and they get to be more authentic. And you see the levels of performance and the genius and the talent, the consistency, but also they have a lot of fun off the field and they make changes and they go to communities and they build and they create massive, you know, better environments for people that they were like when they were younger and so on and so on. Yeah. And I believe we miss a, a huge disconnect or a potential or an opportunity in this country to do so because we have this stiff upper lip mentality, this English culture, this, which has got so many positives to it, you know, you know, so many, but just relaxing and being vulnerable and being truthful. Why is that seen as such a, an outrageous thing to do in this country? So there you go. That was first of all, Sam Burgess, followed by Danny Cipriani. Um, on culture and environment and the struggles that both of them faced in their careers. And I think that this is so relevant. You know, let's take um, Danny Cipriani and Johnny Wilkinson as two great examples. Both have delivered amazing podcasts on high performance. What's Johnny Wilkinson's podcast called? I Am. What's Danny Cipriani's new book called? Who Am I? The truth is that even in these elite sports teams, in every single environment, in every business of every person listening to this, we understand that we're there to take the team in a certain direction, but finding who we are and what we are and what we represent in that team is the secret source. We talk about getting to players' hearts, not players' heads, don't yeah. we? Well, do you remember when Danny spoke to us in, in, in that brilliant interview that he gave us and he said that a lot of his, what people described as dysfunctional behaviours, like sleeping with lots of different women or going out in nightclubs or behaving sometimes erratically was all just his desire to belong. And he said that all he wanted was a coach to tell him that I cared about the person, not the player, to see him for who he was. And I think when that isn't there, when we don't feel that sense of belonging, we try and find it in lots of different ways that can often undermine the culture and the team and the ethos. So I think 
the criticality of this is going to be important. I, I've no doubt that whoever stands on the podium at the World Cup final ho hoisting that trophy aloft is going to be the team where the strength of the relationships are stronger than anybody else's. And one man who would love to be holding the World Cup aloft in a few weeks' time is Eddie Jones, former England coach. He's now leading Australia. Um, shout out to all our Aussie listeners as well. And Eddie, um, Eddie's a very interesting character, isn't he? You know, we can talk about the soft skills. We can talk about building culture. We can talk about finding your place in a team. The truth is elite sport is brutal. The truth is that finding success is difficult. The truth is that you can't carry passengers. And the truth is you have to fit into the culture that that coach decides to employ. And I have to say, I got a feeling from Eddie Jones that it is his way or the highway when he joined us on High Performance. Yeah, I agree. I think one of the things he did when he first came in that he told us when he came into English rugby was he tried to work out what makes you special and unique. Let's not try and be a hybrid version of the All Blacks. Let's look at what makes us unique. And it was about being hard-nosed and belligerent and difficult to beat. And I think he built on those blocks the culture of his first England team. Some people might argue that he lost sight of that or maybe got a little bit confused. But I think this is a man that's gone into lots of different rugby cultures, whether it was with Australia a first time round and again now when he went into the South African rugby team to support uh, Jake White in 2007. This is a man that's been able to adapt his style accordingly. And I think your point is right, that he's a man though that never loses sight of the fact that this is about victory, this is about winning. I think the conversation where he told us that sometimes that's not for everybody is a really important reminder. Well, I think you have to have focus. I think focus is the big thing. I, I don't think the number of hours or, or the time or the volume of work is the important thing. I think it's the focus. And, yeah, again, I, I, one of the books I've read and I've spoken to this guy is that Cal Newport who's written Deep Work and just your ability to to work out when you're the most productive yeah. and and make sure you set that time to do the challenge for people in the modern yeah, world with social is. media 100%. and constant this era of information yeah. and to do the most difficult work when you're at your best and then when, do are, you, the, when are you at your best uh either early in the morning or late at night so how do you cut through all of the shit at that time of day to just focus well i usually go in about 5 a.m and 5 a.m to 6 a.m is usually my most productive time but then after that i i train where, where i usually get some good thoughts where i'm not even thinking but i usually get a couple of good thoughts for the day and then i'll go back to the office so generally from five to about eight is my best time and the rest of the day i don't try to do anything serious apart from just work with the players and then i'll do a little bit at night again if, if i'm in the right mood but the truth is, Damien, you've worked you know, with many sports teams. We've both gone into lots of businesses and spent time with them. Exacting standards matter. And it's your calling card by which you live by um, in business or in sport. And I think that you know Eddie Jones has exacting standards. And it will be fascinating to see what he can achieve with this Australia team. Because what did he say to us? He said, oh, I'm not as... Um, I'm not as intense as I used to be I get to work at 5am now and you and me are thinking hold on what time did he used to get to work <laughs> and I think he after what happened and the way it ended with England he will have a new fire in his belly for going and delivering that World Cup for Australia yeah I think is is the perennial outsider he told us this that he was born to an Australian father a Japanese mother he never quite fitted in and I think being the underdog being the person that gets written off 
is almost in his DNA. That's when he's at his strongest and his most belligerent. And I think this tournament, people are writing off the Wallabies. And I think that's where you'll see Eddie at his very best. Or whatever walk of life you as a listener to high performance live and exist in, I hope that some of those lessons in leadership and building a culture and creating a community and a sense of belonging are really helpful to you. Um, you can, if you wish, look in the description to this podcast. The link to each of those individual episodes are there. We've only picked out a few examples, but those episodes are full of amazing lessons. And our next episode on high performance goes even deeper into the worlds of elite rugby. We are joined by Steve Hansen. If I gave you 20 seconds to explain to the audience what they can expect from Steve Hansen, what would you say? Um, blunt, honest wisdom. It was an iron fist in a velvet glove. It was really exacting standards, but done by a man that cares deeply. And I think you'll, the listeners will hear that when they tune in. Okay. If you would like to hear it now, then you can do. All you need to do is download the High Performance app. Just go to the App Store, download the app, and use the code HPAPP for exclusive early access to that conversation with Steve Hansen and so much more only on the High Performance app. Thanks a lot, Damien. Thanks, Jake. Loved it. And I'm looking forward to this tournament. Who wins it? Who wins it? I'm going to go with South Africa. I am as well. I am as well. Small details are big surfaces. Tight corners are odd shapes. Flat, rounded, textured, or tall. Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1. Only from Rustolium. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade.